to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Republican Congressman Mo Brooks was so in on the Stop the Steal rally that he spoke at it on January 6th. Then he crossed Trump by saying Republicans need to move on from the 2020 election. Now Brooks tells NBC that Trump asked him to somehow overthrow the entire election, which he doesn't have the power to do, and which, of course, could violate the Constitution, depending on the actions you take, could also violate criminal law. He says Trump was demanding this as recently as within the last six months. Did he directly tell you to fight to decertify the election, the 2020 election? He did not use the word decertify. He used the word rescind. And then immediately removed Joe Biden. I guess that would be through impeachment? Through the rescission of the election results. Did he directly say that there should be a new special election for the presidency? In one of the conversations, he mentioned having a subsequent election for the presidency. Maya Wiley rejoins us on this other topic. Uh, what do you see here as the evidentiary value of this? Uh, forget whether people like Mo Brooks or not. He seems very close to the current state of mind of requests that would be potentially illegal. Yeah, I think it's very valuable because one of the things that both Congress and the January 6th committee is trying to discern is how engaged and involved was Donald Trump in the decision-making? And we've already heard from Liz Cheney that there's evidence that suggests that he was participating in a crime. <laughs> now, what Mo Brooks is essentially saying is, yeah, uh, 
you know, he asked me to participate. Now, this goes directly to state of mind, right? One of the things that makes these cases difficult is that uh, prosecutors would have to prove, assuming we were talking about prosecution, prosecutors would have to prove that Donald Trump blah, had blah, 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 or engaging in an insurrection. And really what Mo Brooks is saying is, yeah, well, he asked me to help him rescind the election. I mean, so the words will matter here. And in a little bit of what I heard in some of the exchange was Mo Brooks trying to walk a line that maybe I couldn't tell if he was trying to help make sure that it, that it was less clear how directly engaged Donald Trump was in saying, yeah, interfere with Congress directly. But he says rescind. Uh, that's a big word, one that the prosecutors would look at. Oh, yeah, big you know? word. And it, I think it makes big clear word. the spirit with which Donald Trump had entered this, which we already know because there's a huge public record. But this is one more piece of that puzzle. One more piece of the puzzle. The walls are closing in. This is the beginning of the end. Donald Trump is finally going down because we've got Mo Brooks on our side now. My, 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 how the colors of a rhino really come out in full fashion when they're put on blast and when they're put out for the world to see, when they're put out like a dirty dish rag like Mo Brooks was yesterday when Donald Trump said, you think I'm playing, I'm not going to allow people like you to get back into the Republican Party. I am not going to allow you to win the campaign that you are running in your state. That's how much power I have in this Republican Party. In my, my, my. How fast uh, Senator, or I mean not Senator, but uh, a candidate for, for Senate in Alabama, Mo, Bur Mo Brooks, how fast he ran to MSDNC. How fast he ran to the left, showing his true cover, uh, colors. So I say, <laughs> bravo, Mr. Trump. You've weeded out and you found another one. As far as that, uh, that lady commentator on MSDNC saying, rescind is a big word, maybe for you. I mean, it is only two syllables. For, so for the rest of the world, that's not hard. For a four-year-old, that's not hard. But for somebody that claims to have a democratic thinking brain, I understand the word rescind is not only hard to pronounce, but hard to spell. It's a big word. I mean, what in the heck was that? Either way, the buried lead here is that Mo Brooks is a loser. Mo Brooks is a rhino. Mo Brooks is a uniparty swamp rat. And I am very, very thankful to God that we were able to weed this loser out now and get rid of him before it was too late. And you want to know why we, how we know he's a loser? Because of his actions of running to MSDNC and crying about President Trump and just now saying, well, he, he had these, he, we had these conversations where he tried to get me to rescind the election. Who are you? You are a nobody. You know what, if MSDNC got anything right in that monologue there was that he has no power to do anything. So why would President Trump be begging him to do anything? We all know what really happened, ladies and gentlemen. We all know what really happened. And we're, we're not allowing these people back into our party. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. 
Coming to you live from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. And thank you for allowing me to do this job for you every single day. From the backyard to wherever we are now, one thing stays and remains constant. We are spreading the truth. We are spreading the gospel. And we are uncancelable. Can I get an amen, ladies and gentlemen? How y'all doing? God bless you and thank you for joining in today. Let's do some live shout outs real quick. We've got Deb McElroy watching on Rumble. We've got Rosa, my wonderful, beautiful Rosa Catalano. God bless you. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for always being a part of Live from America. Scotty17. I know Scotty said he could use some prayers lately, so make sure you guys that we give Scotty these prayers. Um, Big, big, huge donation on Rumble by RJ Cat Rosa. God bless you. You are one of a kind. You really are. And I cannot wait until we can have lunch in Wisconsin once again. And that will be coming this year, I can promise you. Sounds like sour grapes, says Jatfish. You are not lying. Corn Pop is in the building, says no rhinos. It looks like we're live on the LFA producer Facebook page now. Thank you, producer. Uh, thank you, Eli. And it looks like Joan Quias is watching. She says, I understand that Alabama has a Mason's problem. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. And let's go over to Getter because we're coming in hot over on Getter. Brian Tharp is watching Dale Doc. God bless you, sir. He says, wow, getting hard to keep up with the Getter chat. Well, I think there's about, you know, two, 300 people watching over there now. We've got Sherry 2032. God bless you. We've got Keith Day watching from Southern California. How you doing, my friend? MAGA Mom is in the building on Getter. And one more Bama lady watching on Getter. Of course, we are live on Getter. We are live on Rumble. We are live on Roku. We are live on Firestick. And now, apparently, we are live on the LFA producer Facebook page. How do you like that, Mark Zuckerberg? And I don't even care to be there. I'm just letting the producer do his job. And his job is to make sure that Live from America is a success. Let's go to some emails real quick, and then we'll get into the Lord. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got quite a story here. Uh, longtime listener and supporter of the show. I have been going through some struggles this past three years. The loss of a friend who was like a son. His son passing due to abuse. The trials of that little boy's grandmother, uncle, and aunt for harming him. My granddaughter, Rain's health issues. I can't say how many times we've almost lost her. Young life. My son is joining the Navy. My youngest grandson's having seizures and going to the hospital. My faith in God and your program twice a day has helped me through all of it. I truly believe the Lord doesn't let us take on more than we can bear. These past few years, my life has been challenging but has never faltered but never faltered. You are a blessing, a brother in faith, and I don't know you or the people who watch your show, but all of you are my family. Goes on to say quite a bit more, but that's from uh, Cami, a.k.a. Kalia on Rumble. God bless you. We are thinking of you. And, uh, of course, when me and the producer read these emails, it's, uh, some of them really hit us you know, close to the heart. And uh, just God bless you and thank you very much for being a, uh, a supporter of the show and a family member of the show. Now we've got another one, Rita, Rita Miniak. 
Rita Miniac says she never misses your daily twice a day shows. Sometimes I have to watch them after they've aired, but always like and share. God bless you. Your five o'clock show Friday, March 18th, discussed Pope Francis. And I am replying by saying I was raised Catholic. And mostly due to this current Pope, I have left the Catholic Church. I believe this Pope was installed due to political divide, uh, was installed due to a political divide in the Catholic Church itself. He, in my opinion, is a socialist. And she continues to talk about her Catholic faith. And I thank her, you, her, thank her for that. I do want to give, get to the meat and potatoes of this, and that is this. Thanks to your encouragement, I have started my training as a poll watcher. And, I'm, and, I'm, I'm observ- and, and I am an observer, excuse me, in Pennsylvania, Delaware County. I have my dog, Doug Mastriano, sign on my lawn. And I have seen how corrupt our politics are here and hope I can make a difference. Uh, and Rita has become a poll watcher, deciding to take matters into her own hands where she can make a difference. And for that, Rita, I applaud you. God bless you. We love you here on Live from America. And one more. Let's give a happy birthday. Hi, Jeremy. My youngest turns five years old on Thursday. That's today. And he would love a shout out. His name is Jackson. I wanted to tell you that through listening to your show, he can almost say the whole Lord's Prayer. Isn't that something? Praise God. We stop what we are doing and we say it together with your show. I have been listening to you since the big steal. And through all of this terrible news, your your show gives us light. Thank you for all of that. Also, I was the one who asked for prayers for Vanessa. She is one of my best friends, and her family has been through a lot. She is struggling. Thank you for the shout-out and the prayers for her. It made her day. Much love to you and your family. Keep going, Heather Johnson. Well, happy birthday to your youngest who turns five, and God bless you and everybody in your family who is so close to watching Live from America. Folks, it's a great, beautiful day today. God is alive. God is well. God is breathing life into your very lungs as you speak. And for that, we go to him and give all glory to him. You might not have seen a newsletter this morning, and that's because there was no newsletter this morning. We had some freezing rain here, and it took me quite a while to get all the kids to school. So I apologize. Here we go. Year of our Lord, March 24th. Mighty God, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. So I won't let problems intimidate me. Instead, I will remember that you, the mighty one, are in the midst and you are greater than any trouble in the world. The Bible assures me that your right hand will save me. If I cling tightly to your hand, I can walk confidently through my toughest times. I am grateful that you enable me not only to endure my hardships, but to grow stronger through them. Even so, because I am on an arduous journey, there are times that when I feel weary and faint, help me not to interpret this as a sign that you are displeased with me, but to accept my weakness as part of living in a broken world. Remember, we spoke about how believers and non-believers are going to experience the same pain, the same trials, the same tribulations. Jesus experienced those as well. So nobody is immune. Please keep reminding me that I'm not alone in my struggles. You are with me and my brothers throughout the world are experiencing the same kinds of suffering. As I, long, as I go along this challenging path, I need to stay in communication with you. Your living presence revives me, strengthening me and blessing me with peace. In your holy name we pray. Amen. All right. 
My favorite show of the day is the Lord's Prayer. If you have not shared the video yet, please do so now. Again, if you are on Facebook, you can do a quick share on Facebook now from the LFA producer page. You cannot stop live from America, ladies and gentlemen, because it's God's will that we keep going. So please remove your hats if you're wearing one, and let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Shared, 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 said everybody. My son is trying to learn the Lord's Prayer as well and always stops what he's doing and takes his hat off. Amen to your son. It's good to raise these kids right. And remember, folks, if you don't raise your kids, somebody else will. And we need to do what the church is not doing as a whole right now. And we need to be a stark difference to what they're learning on social media and what they're learning in society. We, as parents and as Christians, need to bring them back to center. Amen? All right, folks, here we go. Lift up your cups. First slurp of the day. Let's get right to it. Today's Thursday. I told you we had some news for you coming on Thursday. Does anybody remember what that was? Well... It is the breaking news of true the vote and what they've exposed in Wisconsin that is correct, connected directly to what they exposed in Georgia of the ballot harvesting scheme. True the vote finds 107 ballot trafficking suspects. Now, if you remember, in Georgia, there was over 200. And all of them found by the first one's testimony, which we will still call John Doe, that says that he possibly made over $40,000 himself just by ballot trafficking, which is illegal in every single state. And this is not a conspiracy theory. Our own Heather Mullins on Real America's Voice News has exposed this. She's worked with True the Vote. And they've got not only the cell phone ping data that attaches to the phones of these suspects, but they also have terabytes of video footage. Terabytes. And if you're not an IT person, just to let you know, terabytes are a lot. Okay? They have now found 107 additional ballot traffickers in Wisconsin who visited these ballot drop boxes. Get ready for this. Over two thousand times in two weeks leading up to november 3rd 2020 this is another incredible find by true the vote let's get into it true the vote founder katherine engelbrecht joined dave michaels on the dan o'connell show on wednesday before her much anticipated uh, much anticipated testimony before the wisconsin committee This morning, Dave Michaels spoke with Catherine about her investigation into the hundreds of Democrat ballot traffickers across the nation in the 2020 presidential election. First Freedoms Foundation has filed an amicus brief in Wisconsin Supreme Court 
on behalf of National Election Integrity Group, True the Vote. During the interview, Dan announced that True the Vote purchased 25 terabytes of cell phone data from Milwaukee and other Wisconsin communities in the two weeks before the elections, from October 20th to November 3rd of 2020. True the Vote examined the data and found over 53,000 visits to drop boxes. Think about that, folks. 53,000 visits by the same ballot traffickers. Think about how many votes in 53,000 visits they could have put into those ballot machines that were counted in the dead of night on November 3rd going into November 4th. True the Vote examined the data and looked at who visited the drop boxes in Wisconsin and found that 107 of those people visited the drop box over 2,000 times. Several of the people visited the boxes over 15 times per day, every day of the week from October 20th to November 3rd. And we are witnessing similar antics in all of the battleground swing states. Remember when this first happened? We broke the news that this was not only in Georgia, that this extended to jo- from Georgia to Arizona, from Arizona to Nevada, from Nevada to Wisconsin, from Wisconsin to Pennsylvania, and from Pennsylvania to Michigan. All of these states were involved. All of these states cheated. And every one of these states, see, there's two, there's two fights here, folks. And you might, you might hear it. Uh, from Steve Bannon is the ground game, the air game, and the sea game, right? Well, the air game is Mike Lindell and the Dominion machines. The ground game and the one that's more easily provable is the ballots and the drop boxes and the interference in our election based on fake ballots. And we're finding this out by canvassing. Now, a lot of you who have not been keeping up with the show, will ask, okay, well, that should be the end of it. Arrest every one of these people, charge them, find out who paid them, and then act on it and arrest everybody that was involved and put Donald Trump where he rightfully belongs. I agree with that. However, much like everything else, there is so much red tape and there are so many swamp creatures in each one of these states trying to suppress this information that it's almost impossible to get out which is why they banned everybody like me from all social media outlets and said, build your own infrastructure. Guess what? We did. And that's why we're fighting every single day to make sure that this happens. Now, the more quick fix to all of this is all of these election security laws that have been now put into law since November 3rd, and there's over 50 of them in five states. That's massive. We we tend to forget about that. As a, as a society and as Republicans and as Trump supporters, we tend to forget the, comp, the wins and the accomplishments that we are achieving. And we have to bring those up once in a while. Long story short, folks, I expect this to continue to break wide open from now all the way to the midterms. And it's going to be the exact same thing that saves us from this level of cheating. Again, remember, ladies and gentlemen, Dominion was not how they won the election. Dominion was their insurance policy, along with the late mail-in votes that are all fake in order to make sure that that graph that went like this for Donald Trump and went like this for Joe Biden, they made sure that that jumped up in the middle of the night and they used Dominion and all of the fake ballots that they had just sitting in warehouses 
waiting to go. But for True the Vote's effort and all of this, I would be remiss and I would be ignorant and stupid if I did not give them Smarty Award of the Day here on March 23rd. True the Vote, Catherine Engelbrecht, Heather Mullins, and everybody else who's been involved in exposing this ballot scheme of the century will at the very least ensure that that kind of a ballot scheme harvesting plan never happens again and gives us even more of an opportunity to keep these cheaters away from the seats of power. Amen? Big shout out to True the Vote. Let's move on to the people who are in power because of the cheating. And that's right. Listen very closely, Mayorkas. Listen very closely, Merrick Merrick Garland, Garden Gnome Garland. The illegitimate resident currently occupying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue who's got hairy legs and we refer to sometimes as corn pop. Well, the Biden crime family, you're never going to ever imagine that they would do this. They have announced... Folks, this is incredible. I never expected this. They have announced that they are going to build a wall. Build a wall, build a wall, 10 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet tall. Build the wall, build the wall, except the Biden crime family is not building that wall on the southern border. No, no, no. They're continuing to let thousands, millions of illegals come across the southern border. The Biden crime family announced that they will instead be building a wall around their Delaware vacation home? Well, that's odd. I wonder why. Let's dig into the story. Joe Biden has decided, well, Joe Biden hasn't decided anything. He hasn't even decided whether or not he should change his pants from yesterday that he has soiled. However, we'll read the article the way it was written. Joe Biden has decided to build a wall, but not at the southern border to protect the country, but around his beach house in Delaware. According to an attentive neighbor, the Bidens are requesting that they be allowed to build a bigger wall around their beach house. You know, walls don't work, so why not build a bigger one? An observant resident of, uh, and I I never pronounce this right, but Rehoboth Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, Joe Biden's home community brought to uh, the attention uh, of of the media that Jill Biden has applied for a variance from Sussex County Planning and Zoning Commission to make the fence around the compound even higher. You know, 10 foot wasn't good enough. 20 foot, they want it 30 feet high, just like we wanted at the southern border. CD Media has found that the fence addition will cost you, the taxpayer, $500,000. Would you like to see? Here it is, folks. Check this out. There it is. Notice of public hearing before the Sussex County Board adjustment to be held concerning the use of this property. In the county, Administrative Office Building, Georgetown, Sussex County. Application, there's her name right there. Mrs. Puppet herself. Doctor. <laughs> yeah, right. Jill Biden. Case number 12668, who is requesting variances from the maximum high fence or the fence height requirement by propo- or for proposed fences. Hearing date is scheduled for April 4th, 2022. So maybe 
everybody who lives in this area, maybe everybody who lives in this county, ought to go to that, uh, to that hearing and uh, let them know what you think. Anyway, you can call. Here is the number. Let's go back to that. The number is, there it is, folks, 302-855-7878. 302-855-7878. Give them a call, and if you live in Sussex County, then go to the meeting and let them know what you think about the illegitimate resident building a bigger wall around his house. Look, the only people who detach themselves from the people that they represent are tyrants and dictators. Amen? Moving on, breaking news today. The airline CEOs are sick and tired of losing millions and millions of dollars, and they're sick and tired of passenger confrontations with their staff about masks. So they've decided to band together all of these airline CEOs and send resident corn pop dictator Biden a letter asking him to remove the useless mask mandates. Let's get into this story. (laughs) I mean, this should have been done a long time ago. Let's just call a spade a spade. This should have been done quite a long time ago, but I guess it doesn't matter. Here we are. Um, 100% fed up reported on Wednesday, yesterday, the CEOs of American Airlines, Delta Airlines, United Airlines, Southwest Airlines, and all major carriers sent a letter to Joe Biden urging him to end the federal mask mandate on airplanes, as well as international pre-departure testing requirements, citing scientific data. Oh, scientific data. You mean the scientific data that they've had this entire time but didn't want to follow until it was convenient for them in the midterm year? Yeah, yeah, that's scientific data. The airlines implore Biden to lift the travel restrictions so on airlines so that the U.S. travel and tourism sectors no longer needlessly struggle. Oh, I know, it's so tough. It's so tough having these people come up to you and say, sir, over your nose and under your chin, please. It's a federal law. No, it's not. Hello, McFly. It was never a federal law. You're all liars. In the, and you know what? The airlines are just as guilty at this as anybody else. In the letter, the CEOs explained that they have followed all instructions regarding COVID-19 policies thus far, but request that now their companies are able to follow the scientific evidence, you know, that we've had for two years and data that show that we are no longer in a severe state of this pandemic, which we never were to begin with. The letter also reads, our industry has learned into science, or our industry has learned, has leaned into science at every turn. That's a lie. At the outset, we voluntarily implemented policies and procedures by, you know, forcing everybody to take an experimental drug that is now causing more problems than it has fixed. To form a multi-layered approach to mitigate the risk and prioritize the well-being of our passengers and employees. Yeah, you don't care about your passengers and employees. These are not the friendly skies anymore. You care about that almighty dollar that you're not getting, so you're crying and complaining, hoping hoping that maybe once you'll side with the American people so they'll give you more of their money. In the last year, I have needed to fly about 10 times, and I've actually flown twice and driven thousands of miles in my car just to avoid that kind of crap that they pull at the airlines. And by the way, why is CNN in every airport in the world? (sighs) Anyway... Moving on, I'm just here to bring it to you and then give you my opinion on it. Federal Judge Trevor McFadden. Remember that name because you're going to like this guy. Federal Judge Trevor McFadden slammed 
the Biden's corrupt and illegitimate DOJ for having two standards in prosecuting January 6th defendants versus left-wing rioters. Amen. Can we just say, hey, common sense for a change. A federal judge yesterday slammed Biden's corrupt DOJ for having the two sets of standards. U.S. District Judge Trevor McFadden, a Trump appointee, thank you, Lord, uh, ignored the recommendation from federal prosecutors and sentenced a Texas florist to pay $5,000 in, $5, in fines and serve two months probation for entering the Capitol on January 6th. That's fair. That's fair. Jenny Cudd entered the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, and Biden's rabid DOJ asked the judge to sentence her to 75 days in jail one year of supervised release, and 60 hours of community service. Cud's lawyer, Marina Medvin, argued her client was being, recommend, um, was being recommended jail time for a nonviolent offense because of her political views. And Judge McFadden agreed. Some common sense, finally. Judge McFadden blasted the Department of Justice prosecutors to their faces in court and said their recommended sentence of Cud was disproportionate to the other left-wing protesters during the Brett Kavanaugh Supreme Court hearings. And he's 100% right. It's finally nice to hear people who actually go by the rule of law and common sense. Quote, it does feel like the government has had two different standards here, and I cannot and will not abide by that, said Judge McFadden, according to WUSA. WSA also reported that a Texas florist who bragged about storming to the Capitol on January 6th and promised to join the next one will pay a large fine and serve a short probationary sentence, avoiding the jail time that prosecutors argued that she deserved. Prosecutors had asked McFadden to sentence Cud to all of that which I told you before, and thankfully this judge said no, start treating people the same, and maybe we will here too. So big shout-out to Judge McFadden. Big shout-out to the rule of law. Big shout-out to the woman who actually stood up for our rights and was there on that day to accept her punishment. And a big shout-out to the rule of law actually winning here and justice being served. And you know what? If you did enter, I have no problem with you getting a small fine. I have no problem with you getting reprimanded somehow. But the way they're treating these January 6th defendants is like they stormed the Capitol with AR-15s and swords and started killing everybody, which is not what happened at all. It was not an insurrection at all. It was merely a protest that turned into a form of rioting, except they didn't burn anything. They actually were just given a tour through the Capitol building. Call it what you want. But everyone in that jail should be released immediately. Immediately. Haven't heard anything about Justice Clarence Thomas. I'm sure the left doesn't want him to get well. Well, I have actually. I have. And I'm thank you for, uh, for, for bringing that up in the comment uh, section. Justice Clarence Thomas is scheduled to leave the hospital. However, the Supreme Court is even not being transparent on when he will leave the hospital or where he will go. The left wants him to die. And don't you think it's odd that right after uh, Breyer says, hey, guess what? I'm going to retire after all. 
and Joe Biden gets a pick that Clarence Thomas gets COVID or whatever he got. Yeah, I don't know. Weird, but we'll keep moving either way. I have the question of the day for you. I've been doing this lately. I've been asking you guys questions on what you think because I really like to see your answers in the comments section. So here's your question of the day. Why does everyone that James O'Keefe and Project Veritas confront, why do they run? I'll state the question differently. Why does anybody who gets confronted with a camera or an opposing view of something that they did because they're in the public life, why do they run when somebody puts a camera in their face? Please let me know in the comments section while I take a slurp of coffee. And then I'll read some of your comments before I get into the story. Fear, says Patriot 6774. That's a good answer. Fear of what, though? I mean, we, understand, we, we clearly see that they're afraid. That's why they run. But why? They, um, guilty, says Bad Moon. Cowards, says Lauren. Because they know they are caught. They are liars. They are known to be guilty. They know they did wrong. Because they are, they are rats. They are guilty. No cojones. <laughs> All of it. Everybody basically has the same exact answer. So my question to you then is if everybody runs away and does not stand up for what they said or what they've done, if that makes them cowards, well, ladies and gentlemen, let's go watch a coward run right now. I'm sure you all know Secretary of State Katie Hobbs in Arizona. Well, Katie Hobbit was actually confronted yesterday by Jordan Conradson. And if you don't know who Jordan Conradson is, he is a reporter for the Gateway Pundit. He actually caught up with Mrs. Katie Hobbit to uh, confront her on her recent actions. And, well, I guess you can pretty much guess how this is going to go. Either way, here we go. Hey, Secretary Hobbs. Secretary Hobbs. Secretary Hobbs. Um, Are you worried that so, the Attorney General may first prosecute you for... I'm sorry? That's far enough. Just going inside. The Secretary of State just went inside. I can't go around the Secretary of State? Have a nice day, buddy. Are you asking me to leave? They're making one of our patrons very uncomfortable. Oh, who's, who's that? I can't tell you. because uh, for her safety, I don't know who you are. Okay, so it's her... Yes. Okay. So is it, is it Secretary of State Katie Hobbs? I, I, I don't know, man. I, I honestly don't even know who she is. It's just a patron. I'm just working here. I'm not involved in any of this. Just, I'm doing my job, man. Just asking. All right, I'll head out. Thank you. Who's that guy? I mustache him a question. Anyway, did you see the Michelin man jump in front of Jordan and say, you're not going in there, Secretary of State. Okay, calm down, no neck. Um, I have a right to go in there. And then... That wasn't a, that was not a uh, an employee of the of the establishment, by the way, who cu- who stopped Jordan, Jordan Conradson from following Secretary of State Katie Hobbit. The other guy, the, the guy with the beautiful mustache, he uh, he actually was an employee and I'll take him at his word. He's like, dude, I don't even know who she is, to be honest with you. You're just making one of our patrons uncomfortable. Well, guess what? Secretary of State, uh, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs has made hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people feel uncomfortable in Arizona and around the world. What about that? These elite get to just be protected constantly, but their day is coming. Their day is coming where they're not going to be protected, where they will have to stand before either us or their maker, which is our beautiful God, and explain what they've done. But Katie Hobbs did exactly what you all said that you would be guilty of if you run. 
which is you're a coward, you're a liar, you don't want to stand up for what you said, you know you're caught, you know you've done something wrong, all of the above. I can promise you, and I've done it before, when a liberal media or any camera gets in front of my face and asks me what I said, I will very matter-of-factly stop. How are you? Good to see you. Thank you for getting in front of my face today to ask me this question. However, my answer remains the same, and have a nice day. May God be with you. Peace out. And move on. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. But when you run, like Katie Hobbit did, I think there's something wrong. Amen? Share the video if you haven't done it. Let's do a round of sharing real quick, folks, while I take a drink of coffee. Let's do a round of sharing. This means on Rumble, whether you're watching on the LFA producer page on Facebook, Getter, or anywhere else where you can share this video, I would appreciate it. Thank you. All right, here we go. We're coming back in hot. I hope you're ready. Germany has become Nazi Germany again. Now, they always tell us that if you get rid of your history or you don't learn from your history, then you will be doomed to repeat it, right? Well, Germany is doing that today. They have now become Nazi Germany once again. History repeats itself today. The so-called leaders in what I'm calling the Fourth Reich are now conducting mass raids over online insults against their German elected officials. And folks, that that you're about to hear right now is coming here to the United States of America. Why do you think the DOJ says that Jeremy Harrell, Stephen K. Bannon, Tucker Carlson are possible domestic terrorists because they want to label our speech against their wrongdoings They want to label our protected free speech and our journalism and our research against their fake news media, their fake lies, and their evil acts, and they want to deem them illegal so they can come after us. If you don't think what I'm about to read you is coming here, you are sadly mistaken. You've been living under a rock, or you're one of those people that just go, la, 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 I'm not hearing it. I'm just going to go about my first world life. Folks, I will be arrested in the future, guaranteed guaranteed one day I will be on this show. I'll be on this platform. Maybe while we're doing an episode for Real America's Voice News. And you remember that illustrious knock that you heard at the end of the show last year when it was the FBI at the door? Well, folks, I will guarantee you that one day I will be arrested for what I'm doing right now. And you know what I say to that? Bring it. Let's go to the story and talk about how Germany is becoming once again Nazi Germany. The German government has begun prosecuting its citizens for thought crimes. Reminds me of the movie Minority Report. Raiding the homes of hundreds of Germans who have allegedly leveled insults against their politicians online. And I'm not talking about threats. Because if they were threats, then yes, I'm talking about insults. Just insults. And they are raiding their homes and arresting them in an effort to prosecute, quote, criminal content, which is what the Biden administration is trying to label what I do here every single day. Contained in an over 600 statements posted on the Internet, federal crime police raided scores of apartments and houses for incriminating evidence on Tuesday and interrogated 100 people across 13 German states for allegedly posting hateful remarks against elected officials 
and questioning the results of the 2021 federal election. The German news publication Der Spiegel reported. Does that sound a little bit familiar to you? Does all of that sound a little bit familiar to what they're doing right here in the United States of America? If you question the results of their 2021 federal election, the German publication Der Spiegel reported that the German police have every right to come and arrest you for hateful content. Die Heil for Sata! Ein Harbetisch Muschmir! Nazi Germany's back, folks! And you know what? Just like that, uh, just like that um, fictional group on uh, in Marvel Comics, Hydra, they lay low for 50 or 60 years and betting themselves into every nation's government. If you're a fan, if you were a fan of Captain America, you'd know this. Hydra is a Nazi organization that gets destroyed in World War II by Captain America, who, by the way, is a liberal Nazi himself, Chris Evans. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Then what they do is they basically break up and they hide themselves and they literally dwell themselves into world governments, senators, presidents, kings, and then at the end, they all come together and they destroy everything or they try to destroy what we know as the modern world so they can do a great reset. Wow. Does that sound familiar to you? See, what Hollywood does is they make movies about what they're doing so they can go, stop believing the movies. This isn't a movie. This is real life. When in all actuality, that's exactly what they're doing. So, ladies and gentlemen, in uh, Germany, you might want to refrain from saying anything online because they're coming after you. And they're coming after you to not only stop you from doing it, but to change the culture there to make you afraid of the Fourth Reich. Crazy, crazy world we're living in, folks, but it's happening every single day. Hey, I have another question for you. Are you ready for this? I'd love to see your answers. Where is Jeremy getting this info about Chris Evans? Uh, my own personal, my own personal, um, look, I was a huge Marvel fan. I'm not anymore because of Disney. But when you have Chris Evans, Captain America, saying off camera, I mean, off of uh, outside of movies, that um, he believes that uh, he didn't want Captain America to be the red, white, and blue draped in a nation's flag, that uh, he does not agree with what Captain America stood for when it comes to nationalism and standing for this country, and he was just playing a part. And then you see all these Marvel characters, Mark Ruffalo and all of them, constantly dissing the United States of America and Chris Evans himself, along with Scarlett Johansson, and along with Robert Downey Jr., they all make those videos where they're literally dissing the United States of America during Trump's presidency. I've got no time for that, okay? I've got no time for that. They're all liars, they're all fakes, and they're all actors for a reason. Same reason that that actor in Ukraine is doing his job. Got another question for you. Here we go. What do you think the left would do if there was a draft and the federal government was drafting people for war and people tried to dodge that draft here in 2022 because the draft only includes men of age. What do you think they would do if the draft here included men of age only, not women and children, obviously, 
and transgenders who are biological men and now have transitioned to female try to flee the country because they don't want to stay and fight because they are not an able-bodied man. And what do you think the left would do if we did not allow them to leave the war-stricken area and we made them fight because we said, hey, you're a man, you're not a woman, shut your mouth, pick up a weapon and go fight for your country. Do you think the left would like that? Do you think the left would uh, cancel culture everybody who tried to say that a man who's pretending to be a woman isn't a woman? They would destroy us, they'd crucify us, right? Well, folks, let me just tell you this. The same people that the left is telling you to support the same government that the left is hailing as the, as the hero, as the, the second coming, Zelensky. Well, yeah, his government. The same government that is literally working with Nazi battalions by the thousands have now turned away their transgender population who's trying to leave the country by saying, you're a guy Go to the war. Transgender women have been turned away from leaving Ukraine's borders because they're told that they're not women, they're men, and they must go fight. I wonder if the same liberals that are saying, send all of your money to Ukraine and Zelensky's a hero. Oh, I wish we had somebody like him here in the United States who would stand up and fight for their country. What an inspiration this guy is. Well, his government is not allowing transgender Women to leave because they're biological men. Do you know that left? What about that, Nancy Pelosi? Do you agree with that? Do you think that's okay? Hey, women of the view, do your ignorant butts know that? Do you, does anybody, does, does Chris Wallace, does MSDNC, CNN, does anybody have any interest in talking about that? Or are they just going to sweep that under the rug and say, trans power? Because that's exactly what they did. Or that's exactly what they're doing. Ukraine is blocking transgender women, biological males, from fleeing to neighboring countries as refugees. Last month, Ukraine ordered all men ages 18 to 60 to stay behind and fight Russian troops as women and children seek refuge in Poland, Moldova, and Romania. Trans women in Ukraine are being turned away by border guards because their passports still identify them as males. According to Ukraine's martial law, all males must stay and fight. One transgender who arrived at the border crossing last week was stopped by guards and told, you're a guy, so get the H-E double hockey sticks out of here. And that was reported by the Guardian. Go to war, the guard insisted. Trans women are reportedly being denied passage to safer countries, despite their legal status as a woman and the danger posed to Russia's transphobic policies. As strange hands searched her body and pulled back her hair to check if this was a wig, Judas looked at the faces of the Ukrainian border guards and felt fear and despair. Ukrainian border guards undress you and touch you everywhere, Judas says. You can see on their faces their work, they're wondering, what are you? Like you're some kind of an animal or something. But as soon as Judas arrived at the border crossing last week, two guards stopped her and asked her to follow them to a room beside the customs office where they physically examined her. Quote, afterwards, one of the guards said, you're a guy. So get the H.E. double hockey sticks out of here and told me I should be grateful that they didn't call the police, even though I have legally valid documents that state I am a female. Go to war, they replied adding that more than 3 million people have already fled the country and they weren't going anywhere. 
Alice, 24 years old, a trans woman from Brovery, a town near Kiev, recounted a similar experience. She and her wife, Helen, a 21-year-old who identifies as non-binary, bunch of confused people everywhere, apparently, were stopped by border guards during an attempt to cross into Poland. They took us to a building near the border camps, recounted Alice. There were three officers in the room. They told us to take off our jackets. They checked our hands. They checked our arms. They checked our necks to see if we had an Adam's apple. Well, that would tell you right there, wouldn't it? They touched my breasts. After examining us, border guards told us we were men. We tried to explain our situation, but they did not care, and they sent us back to fight. Well, my question is this. What do you say about that, Don Lemon? What do you say about that, MSDNC? What do you say about that, Biden administration, Nancy Pelosi? What do you say about that, Lindsey Graham? What do you say about that, Dan Crenshaw? All of you rhinos and liberals who are telling everybody in the world that everybody should act more like the Ukrainian government because they're awesome. They're fighting. They're heroes. Meanwhile, they're sending transgenders back into war by telling them, you're a guy, not a woman. Stop being a coward. But yet the left and the uniparty rhinos will continue to beg for money. The left and the uniparty rhinos will continue to say that if you say anything about transgenders, it's hate speech and you should be crucified and vilified and canceled. Now, I have been exposing for you for days that how, look, whether you want to call this support for Putin or not, when Putin said that there are Nazis riddled in the Ukrainian government, he's not wrong. You may not like the fact that he's not wrong. You may not like the fact that Putin is right, but he is right. There are Nazis throughout the Ukrainian government, and they want you to believe that Zelensky is Jewish? Now, not pulling one over on me, I have a three-parter right now that I'm about to show you about how many Nazis are in the Ukrainian government. Hi, I'm Max Blumenthal, and we're here today at the Senate Hart Building on Capitol Hill, where the American Foreign Policy Council is hosting an event with four heads of parliament from Eastern Europe. One of those figures, Andrei Peruby, who is the speaker of Ukraine's parliament, is the founder of two neo-Nazi parties, the Social National Party and Patriot of Ukraine. And what I want to do is ask why this group is legitimizing a figure like Peruvi, especially when anti-Semitism and anti-minority violence is on the rise in Ukraine. Before the June 27th wow. event, Peruvi held a friendly meeting with Representative Paul Ryan, the Republican Speaker of the House of Representatives. Peruvi was in town to urge Washington to take an even harder line against Russia. Putin understands only the language of force. And the language of diplomacy and negotiation is perceived by him as a sign of weakness. Given that there is open anti-Semitism on display in Ukraine and anti-Roma violence, do you think it was a good idea to invite the founder of two neo-Nazi parties, the Social National Party and the Patriot of Ukraine? I'm referring to Mr. Peruby. 
question seems to be addressed to the American Foreign Policy Council, and it would be a serious question if it was based on facts. If you look, uh, founder that you're talking about uh, had a Nazi death threat over him. He was in a Nazi prison, and there was an official U.S. government report at the end of World War II that uh, exonerated his collaboration with the Nazis, so it's a, a non-issue. Next question. He's also an admirer of Stefan Bandera, who is a Nazi collaborator. <coughs> question back there. Hi, I'm Max Blumenthal, and we're here part. today at Hold the on. Senate Hart Building on Cal Go to part two. He's also an admirer of Stefan Bandera, who is a Nazi collaborator. <coughs> question back there to Steve The host not only ducked my question, he issued a bizarre non sequitur defense of Stepan Bandera, a World War II era Nazi collaborator and leader of a Ukrainian nationalist group that participated in the 1941 pogroms that finished off the Jewish population of Lviv. In the Ukraine, pro-independence demonstrated... For decades, Ukraine has been torn between pro-Russian interests and those of the West. I want to pause this real quick, and I want, to, uh, I want to address something that I saw in the thread. Somebody said, I don't agree with Ukraine, and I don't agree with uh, Russia, but Putin has no, um, no right to invade another country. Um, you might be right on that, but you also might be wrong. What would we do if, you, if Mexico was doing exactly what Ukraine is doing right now? What would we do? And I'm just, I'm curiously wanting to know what you would think. If Mexico allowed a foreign alliance who we did not agree with, let's say there was an alliance between South Korea, I mean North Korea, Iran, Venezuela, and Russia. What if there was an alliance between those two and China? And they put weapons on our borders facing us, and they put biolabs throughout the entire country, and they had ter uh, uh, dictators and Nazis running rampant through their officials. What do you think the United States would do? I'm just curious. What do you think that we in this country would do if that happened? Would you call that an invasion if we went and took them out in Mexico strategically? I'm just curious. Because that's what's happening. That's the reality of what's happening. Now, whether you agree with the tactics of Putin or not, because I don't agree with them, pretty much anything coming out of Russia, and I don't agree with anything coming out of Ukraine. I am America first, period. Period. And I am going to continue to expose the lies that our American politicians are getting us into and the money that they're taking from us to send to these people every day, all day, and that is my only... That is my only skin in this game, period. Let's go back to this because you're going to see what these people do. Tensions boiled over in 2014 when then-President Viktor Yanukovych rejected an austerity package that would have roped Ukraine into the Western economy. Yanukovych, who has kept Ukraine closely tied to Russia. But Yanukovych was soon removed in a coup encouraged by Washington. People of Ukraine, this is your moment. Since then, the U.S. has worked to oppose Look Russian influence John and consolidate McCain. its own control over the country. So much so, that it's been willing to bolster any and all allies that advance its agenda. Even fascists like Perubi. Besides founding the Nazi-inspired Social National Party, Andrei Perubi helped start the Patriot of Ukraine, Ooh. a racist militia that is playing a key role 
in the extremism consuming his country. Here's a propaganda video posted to YouTube by neo-Nazis that shows Patriot of Ukraine members assaulting migrant workers. The instability that followed from the 2014 coup has brought these fascist forces out into the open. And there's one more here, one more part to this. I want you to watch all of it, because it's important that we know what's going on. give a damn about the local population who've been living here for 200 years. Fueled by decades of anti-Russian resentment, they're the vanguard of the fight against pro-Russian separatists in the East. And they're flexing their muscle in Kiev by deploying a so-called national militia. Following the Senate event, I spotted Michael Carpenter, a former State Department official who helped encourage the 2014 Maidan coup in Ukraine alongside his boss, then Vice President Joe Biden. Wow. Did you think it was a good idea to bring Peruby, who's founded two neo-Nazi parties, to the Senate and for Paul Ryan to meet with him? Look, I think uh, Andrei Parubi is a uh, conservative uh, nationalist who is a, also a patriot, cares about his country. I don't think he has any neo-Nazi neo uh, uh, inclinations uh, nor background. I mean, a lot has been made of this. Frankly, I think it's uh, mostly Russian propaganda. But it's ah, not just it the Russians who reeled in horror at Peruby's far-right background. Eugene Robinson, a columnist for the Washington Post, described the party that Peruby founded as openly neo-fascist. And that's the Washington and Post. And the Atlantic Council, Years the NATO-funded think tank that currently employs Carpenter, recently acknowledged that Ukraine's got a real problem with far-right violence. And no, RT, the Russian-backed broadcaster, didn't write this headline. For people like Carpenter, though, disturbing historical facts like these matter less than the chance to saber-rattle against Russia. See, folks, the reason that I'm doing this every day has nothing to do with I care about Russia or I want Russia to be right or I want Ukraine to be right. I could give a crap about either of those two countries unless it matters to me here in America. I do not care about two other countries going to war over whatever their problems are. I am and always will be America first. As a citizen of this country, I need to say that, unfortunately. I am America first. And when these people who are praising the Ukrainian government are using their propaganda coming from their own government while actively supporting and financing neo-Nazis and weaponizing them and allowing them to fight, and, and that's where I draw the line. You're not going to draw my country into your crappy loser war over your politicians, over your disrupt, uh, disgusting, corrupt uh, ways, and not have me say anything about it. Now, ready for this? I had a moment last night. Here is somebody, I won't say him by name, but I will read you what was, what was uh, typed to me last night on Getter. Oh, this gets good. Why do you support Putin? Don't you see what he has done? My reply, I don't. What would make you say that? We, the, I support we the people of America. I have always loved your show, 
But in every show, you work in a dig towards Zelensky while he is fighting for his country and seem very pro-Putin. By the way, Zelensky is a Jew. I said, Zelensky's a lying globalist piece of crap. Being anti-Zelensky doesn't make me pro-Russia. Putin is doing to them what Trump or anybody here would do if anyone worked with foreign countries to use Ukraine the way they do and threaten our country. Zelensky is no hero. He is no man. America first only. He says, you do know he was trying to investigate the corruption, hence the call with Trump. Trump was working with him. No, he was trying to do anything he could to not get on Trump's bad side because Trump was in power. And as soon as Trump left, he pulled up his crap again. So you need to get your stuff straight before you come at me with this stuff. Uh, Zelensky came into office and was done by Russians. And it was all done by Russians. Then the Russians fled after stealing money and oil company uh, stealing money. The oil company was Russian. Trump would have never invaded them. Never. You're saying that just shows your love for Putin. Okay. I said, then you obviously, he says, uh, he says, shows your love for Putin. Oh, did you know that Putin takes 100% of sales in Russia for himself? Did you know how Russia gave $3.5 million to Hunter? Yeah, I did know that. I guess you conveniently left that out. No, I reported on that last week. Actually, this week too. I will never watch your show again. I thought you, were a, I thought you was a Christian, he said. But you obviously don't know the Bible. I said, then you obviously haven't been listening to what I've been saying. And since you want to question someone's faith based on the reporting that you don't like, by all means, don't watch the show. Sorry your love for a tyrant that you clearly are uninformed about, especially with the Trump situation, is blinding you. I'm not mad at you. God bless. He comes back and says, you are hurting Trump more than you, the left ever could. You are saying this stuff that they said was true. There are huge Trump supporters calling into conservative radio stations saying Real America Voice News sounds like a Russian channel. No, it wasn't me, but I'm a Trump supporter. By the way, Rudy came out in support for Zelensky and said he was a good guy and that he wants to help his country. I said, all right, maybe then you're just a loser. Have a good day because he was calling me names. He says, and you're I'm not going to say that. He says, and you are saying the stuff the left said is not only true, but it's good. Doesn't that sound like, doesn't sound like a Trump supporter to me. Maybe you're a plant. And then I said, and maybe you're a loser. Have a good day. And then he goes, you proved my point. Wow. I'm not going to, look, I'm not going to sit here and lash out at regular everyday people, but I am going to stand up for what I report and I'm going to stand up for what I know is true. And if people are too ignorant to the point where they won't even do just the most simple research about who we're saying that we should support and give our taxpayer dollars to, then I don't have any time for you. I don't have any time for you. I'm sorry. Go watch something else. Go watch Newsmax. I don't care. Anyway, I'm going to continue to do that every single day. And you know what else I'm going to expose right now? I'm going to expose and call somebody out who is a Trump supporter, who doesn't like Biden. Ready for this? This is how I'm going to end the show today. I'm going to end the show today with playing you a pro-Trump, anti-Biden video that I absolutely 100% condemn and do not agree with, and I think that is absolutely disgusting. Now, what you're about to see is a teacher in school who's obviously a Trump supporter, which is great, brainwashing the students into saying, let's get rid of Biden. And I don't agree with that either. 
She says, who's the president? The kid said, Biden. She says, what do we want to do with him? They say, get him out. Now, while I agree with that statement, I dang sure do not agree with it happening with little children in school, just like I don't think the indoctrination of the left is correct. Here we go. Check this out. Who's our president? Play it again. Who's our president? What do we want to do with him? What? Who's our president? Biden. What do we want to do with him? We want him out. What is that? We want him out. While I agree with that, I am going to stand here as a staunch Trump supporter, as an American first MAGA uh, uh, civilian, and tell you that is wrong. You should not do that. That is indoctrination. I don't care if it's the right. I don't care if it's the left. Stop putting pushing your views on children. That kind of stuff, political stuff, sexual stuff, that kind of stuff comes from your parents, period. That lady is every bit to me as disgusting as the left who says we need to get rid of Trump. That is wrong. I condemn it. I do not put up with it. And for that... Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day. Stop indoctrinating children. Teach them academics. It's not that hard. Academics. Well, ladies and gentlemen, oh yeah, we need to play it, right? I forgot every single time we need to play it. Here we go. Hey, teacher, leave them kids alone. Leave them kids alone. Stop brainwashing our children. Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. God bless you. Thank you for letting me be me. Thank you for watching the show, whether you agree or disagree. I do appreciate it. I do appreciate discussion and debate and actual conversation, not stupidity. So I'll ignore that from now on. Anyway, um, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back and keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. If you like what you see here and you're new to the show, visit jeremyherrell.com. You see it at the bottom. There's also an address scrolling across the bottom if there's anything that you want to send in. If you can help donate to the show, please do or become a monthly donor. There's also some great gear on there, some great sales. And ladies and gentlemen, there's some good MAGA music. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll see you at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. God bless. See you. Rebirth of America. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.